big boy, allow me to pay you back for this crime by sacrificing myself. No. Slow readers will go in. Slow readers has no friends. Hit the theme music. Best intro ever. Much darkness all around. I prepared that days in advance. I know. I watched you just fucking slave over it. Yeah. You were like, um, like, like montages of Beethoven, just like, <laughs> like furled shirt, mm-hmm. crumpled piles, bottles everywhere, and you, at one point you knock it all to the ground. Yes. I, I, I'm. Everyone knows that I do what I do because I, I greatly just work it out beforehand, run it over a million times. Yeah. Try things out, fail, fail, fail until you get it right. Daniel modeled models life after uh, Immortal Beloved. Yes. Specifically, <laughs> Gary Oldman as Beethoven. Is that a good movie? I have no idea. It can't be, right? I feel like the last time I saw it would have been eighth grade. I saw I believe I that probably saw about, this. That was about 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I probably saw it in the same music class. You called yourself 28. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, uh, <laughs> well, that would have been 2000. Um... 2002, maybe? Oh, you said oh, you said eighth grade. Eighth grade. Oh, this is when you're eight. No, B. Oh, then my, yeah, that math is Come on, B. Anyway, uh, there's no way that movie is good, but I don't know. I remember What's-His-Face being pretty good in that. That said, yeah. welcome, dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. To Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gun Radio. Here, the conversation's always on barking. It's always on adjusting your microphone after you started recording. It's always on bumping your lip on your glass full of gin and grapefruit. It's 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 always on uh, taking a long-ass time to try and remember what you figured out you are going to c- open the show with, not remembering, and then making something up at the last second. It's always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on words on the page. It's always on fantasy series. It's always on Welsh mythology. It's always on Johnny writers. <laughs> Johnny? Oh, I got it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got it. I don't know if Johnny's not really a word. No, it's already, I guess it's already like thingy-y. It's already thingy. This is a show about Philly. About Philadelphia slang. About Philadelphia, man. Yes. This is about some fucking Philadelphian shit. This is a Philadelphian accent, right? It's about Pat and Geno's. It's about Philly cheesesteaks. It's about the birds. It's about wizard's candles on 4th Street. It's about breaking off one of them fingers off one of them soldiers. It's about all the, the tiny kind of shady music venues we have. It's all about... Septa? Is that what? Yeah, Septa. That's Septa? our system. Isn't that our system? Um, isn't that the the, the the public transit train system in Philly? Septa. Is that what it's called? I think it's called Septa because it always bothered me because it sounded like septic, like poop. Yeah, Sept. It doesn't sound attractive. No. I mean, don't be wrong. That's like it's the most Philly name you could call. Yeah. The uh, thing makes sense. I love Philly. That said, uh, so there's a show about books. Yeah. Um, get oh, wait, 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 wait. Rem- listeners, this is the. Only oh. explicit literature comedy podcast on the fucking market. On the fucking world. You're not going to hear those goofs at Overdue say words like poon. They're not going to say words like labia. They're not going to say words like docking. They're not going to say words like ejaculate. They're not going to say words like brown eye. They're not going to say words like poop. Fair enough. Uh, also, I felt really fancy trying to balance my co- my full cocktail in my hand while saying all these things. Yes, indeed. I felt like, uh, 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 what's her name? The mother in uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. We're two men Ganky. drinking um, brown pink cocktails. That you made. That I made. <laughs> right, you said that too fast. I was oh, taking oh, a sip. Oh, oh. Uh, that's it. So there's a show. 
Yeah, it's a real it's a real podcast. And we want all you fuckers out there to do one fucking thing for us. Do one thing. We just want you to do one fucking thing. Call to action. Call to action. And you know what the action is? You see that fucking button there that says fucking uh-huh, subscribe? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Push it. We want you to make sure you support the birds. Push the fucking button. We don't need Nick Foles. We don't, no, we don't need that shit. You know what we need? We need five fucking star reviews. We need more Carson Wentz, baby. We need those five fucking star reviews. Tell us what you think and shit. You better fucking like it. Write us a review and we'll read it on air, Johnny No Thumbs. What Not Jonathan, J-A-W. J, what? J- Johnny No Thumbs. John, John. Okay, okay. That's out there. Anyway. No, I paused because I was thinking, like, like eh, Johnny. That'd be a fun name. What do you yeah. mean? Like, Johnny, like, but spelled like the Philly John and everything like that? I guess so. I've been I've been meaning to buy a jersey from our local minor league baseball team that looks like the Phillies, but just says John on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've been wanting it. I didn't, I didn't know what I was thinking. Anyway. Up. Who are you? Hello, everyone. My <laughs> name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a writer and a podcast producer. And if you're craving some sweet, fine cocktails and some soul food and sandwiches in the Studio City area, there's a great chance I'm bringing it to you. Mm. Co-host, who are you? I do want to say I am having one of these fine cocktails that you made. Indeed. That was authored. Authored of no. By, by our old buddy, Carter. Carter Allen. Carter. Superstar. The, the terror of the East now. We miss that boy. He's over, he's over there in the East Coast now. He's fine. He's fine. He's Enjoying okay. weather. Whatever. Uh, I am Daniel Gonzalez. Hello, Daniel. Uh, and, and audio editor, producer, writer, and an author of note. The fiction. Fiction, that's what it is. Yeah, no, I got you. Wasn't thinking. Every time, you know, every time when you mention the, uh, that we'll read it on air, I'm always like, oh, I should see if there are any more. Nope, no new ones. Nope. So Come that's on, it. guys. <laughs> so anyway. that's it. Uh, let's just, you know, Gabriel, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, this is part two of this sub-series we're doing. I have a sub-series that, uh, just like this, the intro to the show, I put a lot of thought into. Yeah. It wasn't an 11th hour thing that I just slapped on there. Daniel looked exactly like Mozart in that film Amadeus, where he was just sitting there at a pool table. Hey. He <laughs> heard his father and his wife arguing, and he's just throwing that that one ball back you know and what? forth. I take great offense to that, Gabriel, How because I am not like Mozart. Mozart would just pull magnificent pieces of art just out of the air without even thinking about well, it. Well, farting. He was, I was not that. I was Beethoven. I was thinking about it. I was pouring over it. Was... That's an actual scene from Amadeus. What? No, I I know what it is but i'm saying that like mozart was known for like making things up like oh you know, fair enough spot anyway good call daniel <laughs> that's fine we just kind of went like yeah we zigged and zagged on there uh gabriel this mm-hmm. is a sub-series that is called because why the fuck not predained predained like preordained we are talking about the uh famous uh ch- like young not young adults fucking children's, children's children's literature fantasy series the chronicles of Perdane. by lloyd alexander not lloyd Lord Alexander. Yes, or no, Pier- Alexander Pierce. Or Alex- Alexander Pierce, yes. which I'm suspicious if that's like the Bernstein Bears thing, if like other people are like, I remember that name. Mm, I wonder. Uh, but that, no. Berenstain Bears. Actually, was Alexander Pierce, was that Robert Redford's name in Civil War? Could be. I think it was. I don't know. It's been up. a while. Gabriel, we're, last week we did uh, the Book of Three. The very first book in the series. The very first one. Mm-hmm. And for y- all y'all out there who are curious about how we felt about this, especially me. Especially uh, you. To get into this uh, real, real quickly is that uh, I have not read these books before. And I have. Yeah. I've, I've been a big fan of the series since I was a child. And last time, la- last week was the first time I, I got into one and listened mm-hmm. to it. And I, I enjoyed it enough. Yeah, it was, it's it was fine. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm a little drunk and a little high right now. Yeah. And maybe just like a little bit aroused. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great idea to just uh, maybe do the next one. Sounds good. 
And that's yeah, why. Yeah, listeners, basically, <clears throat> um, if, if you're wondering about the Chronicles of Prydain, it's spelled P-R-Y-D-A-I-N. It's like the Lord of the Rings, except it doesn't waste your time. Ha. Ha. Anyway, uh... And that said, like, yeah, no, uh, uh, la- yeah. Uh, if you want to, if you're curious about how we felt about that and whatnot, just like go to last week episode, listen to that. But that said, uh, also I should say last week I did some, uh, I gave some research on the author, on the man, and uh, you know, I, I don't know how we're gonna do this in the future episodes or whatever. But right now, I believe Gabriel here has some interesting factoids about the. Second else. book in the series. The second book in the series. Well, first of all, just a very quick backstory on Lloyd Alexander. Just a very quick refresher. Refresher, no refresher. Lloyd Alexander was born January 30th, 1924. He died May 17th, 2007, last week. He was an American author from Philadelphia. He wrote over 40 books, mostly fantasy novels. The High King won the Newberry in 1969, and he won U.S. National Book Awards in 1971-1982. He was a staff sergeant in intelligence and counterintelligence in France during World War II, and his fascination of Welsh folklore began when he was stationed in Wales before he went to France. He died of cancer. Oh, the so, only thing that could have killed him. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was a it was a legendary sword named Cancer mm. that um, was wielded by a dark knight with um, uh, horns sticking out oh. of his butt. And it's it's Welsh, so there's like it's Cancer, but it's spelled with W's and. Y's. Oh, it's spelled C I O A N E R R H. There wasn't any. I didn't hear any W's and Y's in there. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, it's close enough. Right. Anyway, so the Black Cauldron, the book, the second book in the series, was published on August 5th, 1965, and it was another um, a Newbery honor for 1966. Let's get to the fucking meat of the matter. Yeah. There was a movie once upon a time. <gasps> I've never heard of this. Movie. It was a Disney film. So all you mm. goopers out there in quarantine, if you want to watch the biggest failure in animated Disney history. Um, it's on Disney Plus. Mm. Actually, I wonder. I wonder if like Brother Bear and like Home the, of the Range underperformed as badly. Yeah, I tell you what. Um, well, were those live action? Brother no, Bear those were animated. Okay, because I was to say like the one of the supposedly what is one of the biggest ones was uh, Treasure Island. Treasure Planet. 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 I'm sorry, which is it's Treasure Island. But I suppose um, to that but, day. But that said, I'm not. Yeah, they're like different failures, probably in two completely different uh, uh markets. So like, it's kind of hard to kind of like gauge one or the other. Well, we'll get to. But it. yeah. So the movie was directed by Ted Berman and Richard Rich. Richie Rich. Richie Rich. The two, the two of them also co-directed *The Fox and the Hound* of Art Stevens. Mm. The movie was released on July 26, 1985, and it was not only the first Disney animated film to receive a PG rating. More mm. on that later. <laughs> it was the first to feature CGI. It also had a budget of rumored between anywhere between 25 million and 44 million. At the time, it was the most expensive um, animated film ever made. And its return domestically was twenty one point three million, and it was a bomb. Oof. Disney oh didn't even God. release it on home video until nineteen ninety eight, which was unheard of because yeah. when your movie bombs, the first thing you want to do is try and recoup on home video. Yeah. Any hoozles? Let's rewind back in time to nineteen seventy one when Disney first optioned the series. Back when doing heroin was cool. But, I mean, it's always been cool, especially if you're like me and you love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Don't do heroin. Anyway. Um, pre-production began as early as 1973. The whole mm. crazy process of writing, hiring, designing, firing, storyboarding, planning, a whole rigmarole, the whole Hollywood shuffle, meant um, actual production didn't begin until 1980. So seven years of pre-production. And then some, because the movie itself didn't come out until 85. Mm-hmm. So producer was Joe Hale was brought in in 1980, who immediately threw out Tim Burton's character artwork. 
Yes. And began to redesign everything to resemble Sleeping Beauty, which is exactly why Ilunwi in the movie looks exactly like Princess Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, because in the books, notably, she's, a, I think, a redhead. She's a redhead. And in the movie, she's... She's Sleeping blonde. Beauty. Yeah, she's she's, she's, she's a, yeah. adolescent Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Like, literally, that's the character. So I'm uh, also I, I do want to say that people out there, if you're curious, like, look up like Google like Tim Burton and Black Cauldron, you can find the the artwork that I'd uh, actually see any of that. I should check it out. Um, so like they went even so far as to bringing back Milt Call. Yeah, Milt Call was one of Disney's legendary nine old men, uh-huh. and he's the one who actually did all the creator character designs. That's why they ended up looking up that way. Okay. Um, so the project was so radically rejiggered at that time that the original Rose, um, screenwriter Rosemary and Sisson left the project. John Musker and Ron Clements, two other head animators on the project, were removed from the project for creative differences, and the two of them began work on The Great Mouse Detective. Mm, which was the movie that came out right after this. And also, yeah. a great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Let's rewatch that. Let's do it tonight, dude. Let's, let's fucking yeah. get high. I'm sorry that this is like a, a, a podcast one. I can't show you, but yeah, if you look it over here. Oh, look, cool. Look at old Gurgi up here. I'm showing Gabriel the... Uh, I, I googled Tim Burton and Black Cauldron. I love his Gurgi. And here, put on, just put it on Instagram uh, when the episode comes out. Yeah, put it up there. Anyway, so the famous among the cast are John Hurt as the Horn King, director John Hewson as a narrator, and Nigel Hawthorne as Fluter Fluter Flam, Flam. who um, people might recognize as he was the voice of the dad professor from Tarzan. He went back to work for Disney. He's Mm -hmm. Dr. Raymond Cocteau and Demolition Man. I don't remember who that is, but I love Demolition Man. (laughs) He's Captain Campion in Watership Down, and he's um, Kinnock or something in Gandhi. I don't know what the hell that is. I mean, I know Gandhi, I know what that is. Anyway, here's some, one of the best and most famous things about Black Cauldron. Mm-hmm. A test screening for the rough cut of Black Cauldron was held at the studio's private theater <laughs> shortly before the film's planned 1984 release. <laughs> the screening was a disaster, with the film's cauldron-born sequence being too terrifying and causing children in the audience to literally flee the theater in terror. <laughs> the infamous Disney Studio chairman, Jeffrey Katzenberg, not incorrectly, well, what he did wasn't very chill, but he went into the editing bay and began re-editing the movie, despite protestations from literally everyone. Everyone's like, what's he doing? He can't... What, what, you, you can't re-edit the animated film. Yeah. And Katzenberg's like, yeah, watch me. They had to call in um, Michael Eisner to stop Katzenberg, who stopped him. But um, Eisner agreed the film had to be pushed to 1985 to be reworked. <laughs> The release was another disaster and almost destroyed the entire Disney animation department. The Care Bears movie beat it at the box office. Damn. So the block um the Black Cauldron earned the nickname within the studio as quote, the film that almost killed Disney. Here's Alexander's full quote of his comments in the movie. Who he was, you know, very like whatever about it. Mm-hmm. First, I have to say, there is no resemblance between the movie and the book. Having said that, the movie in itself, purely as a movie, that's a lot of justifications, I found it to be very enjoyable. I had fun watching it. What I would hope is that anyone who sees the movie would certainly enjoy it, but I'd also hope that they'd actually read the book. The book is quite different. It's a very powerful, very moving story, and I think people would find a lot more depth in the book. Here's the last two tidbits about it that I found fun. Mm-hmm. There is a Sierra PC DOS adaptation of the game that is pretty much exactly King's Quest. Okay. It's just King's Quest, which is pretty funny. And in 1986, you like this, Daniel, the eatery Lancers Inn at Walt Disney World was renamed Gurgi's Munchies and Crunchies. Hell yeah. Eventually, in 1993, it was closed and then remodeled into Lumiere's Kitchen, Boo. the Village Fry Shop, and currently the Friar's Nook. Okay. So that's all the backstory you need to know about the Black Cauldron. Nice. Except awesome. for 
what happens in the Black Cauldron. <gasps> in in the movie or in the book? <laughs> in the book. Never mind the movie. Because um, let's, talk, let's talk about the movie in uh, part three. Yeah, we'll talk about that more. Um, let's talk about this book that we Boop. read, aka I listened to. Uh huh. Um, because I gotta be honest. It's well, really... Daniel, first of all, what were you playing while you listened to it? Uh, oh, Hollow Knight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I basically listened to it almost all in one sitting, and yes, the audiobook is five hours long, and yes, does that mean I was playing a Hollow Knight for five hours? Uh, answer, I think I played it longer than five hours. Good on you. Yeah. I had a really great Zen moment where, like, I haven't touched in a while, and I put it on, and, like, I was also listening to podcasts afterwards, Word. and uh, I played it for a long time yesterday. That's what I feel about um, uh, Binding of Isaac, that I won't play it for months, and mm-hmm. then I'll play it like nonstop for days. Yeah, let's talk about video games for the rest of the show. I mean, listen, li- Hollow Knight is a great game. It hey, really we're trying is. to find the new podcast for KDK. We should do a video game podcast. <laughs> video game podcast. I don't K- think Katie plays video games. Katie, besides K- Greece, K- Greece, K- Katie, and a video. <laughs> she played Greece. Mm-hmm. Greece, Greece. Yeah. It. it uh, from what are, what are, I'm not gonna talk. I about interrupted. That. You anyway, so um, no, Black Cauldron's book, right? Uh-huh. So yeah, uh, to give like the short version, and again, like kind of give me a short version, bro. One of the painful things about uh, listening to audiobooks. Give me the painful thing, bro. You don't always like pick up names all the time. So like, a lot of the new characters, like I'll be like, yeah, then that guy shows up. Yeah, I got you. You know, it's like listening to a podcast. Yeah, this is one of my favorite books of all time. Yes, he is one of your favorite books of all time. So you know all the names, of course. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah. Uh. Basically, this picks up. I think like a like a year after the last one, right? Yeah, not long at all. Okay. Maybe a year. Maybe a year. But uh, basically, uh, a bunch of people show up at uh, Care Doll Doll. Dalbin. Dalbin. Thank yes. you. I don't know his Care Dalbin. Care Dalbin, and uh, and basically say like they're saying that like, hey dudes, uh, the fucking Cauldron Born are all like a problem shit. So mm-hmm. like, let's do something about it. The Cauldron Born are undead warriors who are resurrected through the Black Cauldron, which is kind of confusing because the is it bad guys? Well, the bad guys didn't have the Cauldron at the time. I think that the... I think that was a bit of a fanciful rewriting. That's that's a bit of loose plotting yeah i yeah. think that uh, not to jump ahead yeah aaron 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 i always said aaron i actually i walked into the room when i started the audiobook and i'm like all right let's remember this it's aaron I, I think it's aaron like 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 the guy from final fantasy 10 aka the Auron. death lord yeah the death lord he's basically okay, the yeah. sauron of the series yes i think in the events of the book coen- conveniently coincidentally aaron's timeline his deal with the three witches like ended right when they're going for the deal that yeah. the three witches managed to take it in that time. Okay. I, I guess, I mean, I'm not small not to, window. I don't mean to like, you know, say it'd be like all plot holy about this. I don't care. Mm. Also. And again, it's kind of based on mythology and shit. Um, yeah, that shit happens all the time. So, um, yeah, it's supposed to be loose. Uh, so basically like, uh, they're like, yeah, let's go take care of this. And like, we need Terran and shit. Uh, for whatever reason, why did they need Terran? <laughs> oh, he just, they needed, um, trusty warriors because trusty, really okay. at that point, like, um, uh, there is a there is a bit of a destiny to Taryn, yeah. but besides that, he has proven himself along with Cole, probably mostly Cole. Yeah. Cole, who was um uh, like Taryn's like mentor of sorts, you yeah. know, Dalbin, the old wise man, and Cole, the farmer, former warrior, who is kind of training young Taryn. That um Prince Gwydion arrives at um Dalbin, and it's like I would like your help, young Taryn, because you've proven yourself to be a good ally. And even then, he just sticks him at the fucking back door. Yeah, Gives him guard duty. That's it. I just realized Henwin really isn't in this one, is he? Not I'm at sure. all. Okay. All right. Henwin, sorry guys, the big ain't in it. 
Mm. Um, Hanuman's st- back from vengeance in book five. No, I, oh, five? I gotta wait until then? Yeah, Hanuman wanna... goes full revenge of the Sith R- R- RJD2. R2-D2. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The movie The movie begins. Hanuman fucking burns alive some droids. Uh-huh. And just like fucking like the double bird spins around two guns. Okay. All right. I'll take, I'll take your words for that. I may not remember Revenge of the Sith so well. Yeah. I was going to say like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, doesn't it happen at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith where- Who? R- ta- R2-D2. He like fucking- R2-D2. Yeah. Oh, you're actually talking about R2-D2? Yeah. Oh, and... You said RJD2 too. I know. Which okay. I, and I fixed it afterwards. <laughs> okay. No, I, at this point, I wasn't too sure exactly who you were talking about because I'm like- also, Who I else could it be? RJD2 also... versus R2-D2? Also the what fact that- What do I mean? Han Solo? Well, also the fact that like, uh, I was confused on like, wait, are you actually talking about R2-D2? And then also the other things. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was very confusing. Go on. That's it. So this- yes. So Black Cauldron. So Black Cauldron. <laughs> uh, so Black Cauldron. Uh, so like, basically they go out. Uh, like uh, Gwydion, like you know the the prince of essentially like Aragorn. The, the he's the Aragorn essentially. He's like the actual like knight hero kind yeah. of person. Um, he uh he basically like, yeah he's like leading everything and whatnot. Um, there's also like this other prince guy whose name is Prince Eladir of Penlarkow. Eladir, thank you, Prince Eladir, who's kind of an asshole. He's my favorite character. He he's very in the beginning. He's very entitled. He's, he's the very, fucking best. He's selfish. Um. And basically, he's Boromir from Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, well, that's it. <laughs> I, I, I don't quite, really quite know that much about Boromir because, I again, I've rejected Lord of the Rings yeah. wholly. But Prince Eladir, he is a warrior. Well, yeah. But he's also, like, the youngest son of, like, a kind of, of a flagging kingdom. Yeah. All the older brothers have all the glory. They've given him nothing but shit. And he's, like, a proud nobility, <laughs> but he, like, shows up with, like, shitty clothes, and he's trying to hide it of a bad attitude. Uh-huh. And immediately, um, uh, Taran calls him, like, whatever, Prince Patchcloak. And, like, Eladir's like, you're my, you're on the fucking list now. Yeah. And, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're getting there. He's a really interesting character. I, he's, like, my favorite character. All right. I understand that. No, he's pretty cool. Um, but basically, like, yeah, he's there, and then there's, like, some other dude, the bard guy, whose name Fluter is... Fluter Flam. No, the other one. <laughs> oh, Adon. Adon. There's also... Okay, so he is was, that, like, the warrior guy? Is that how they say in the, in the... Yeah, Adon, that sounds right. Yeah, Adon is the son of Taliesin, who is the, the head bard of, um, Caerdathel. <laughs> right. I sound like a fucking Lord yeah, of the Rings yeah, fan, it's which like, bums me out. It's like, it's like, all right, all right, Christopher Tolkien. <laughs> all right, all right, Stephen, Stephen Colbert. No, uh, Adon is basically, um, uh... Also the names, because they all sound the yeah, same. Yeah, he's like a, uh... He's a young, like, wise warrior who is um, the son of the head of the bards. All right. They all kind of journey out and shit. Uh, one of their first stops is essentially they go to, like, a whiny uh, a fairy. What's his name? <laughs> no, I call him whiny. That sounded really bad. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't mean, like, fairy as in, like, a derogative. I yeah. mean, like, he's a literal. They meet Gwistle of the fair folk. Yeah. Um, also, because, again, like, I, I, it's... It's this thing I, I you was might as well call him a cuck. Actively, actively listening to his like the the way that the uh, how did he read him? the narrator? He read. I'm like, oh man, he he had such a whiny voice. Like it's actually <laughs> really incredible. Like um, I can't do an impression of it. I mean, the guy the guy who does the reading, and I'll look up his name when we're on break. Sure. Um, because I always forget to do this beforehand. Um, but he does a fantastic job giving everybody like a very unique voice. You always know who's talking. Krill. Uh, and like this guy, he's he's really whiny. And he <laughs> talks like this. Sure. He's like a Richard Kind character or something. Like oh, that. I love it. But um, but like go talk to him and whatnot. I don't even remember what happens there. Uh, <laughs> oh, so basically, um, uh, what happens? Uh, I apparently I remember this better than Daniel somehow. Yeah. Because I read the book. You read the book much multiple times. times. Yeah. So um, uh. 
Prince Gwydion and the front line of the warriors go into Anuvin, where Lord Aron is from, mm-hmm. where they're going to go take back the Black Cauldron. And he's like, um, Taryn, uh, Adon, and Illidir, hold the flank, because we need you there. And Taryn's like, what? Well, all right. And Illidir's like, how dare you compare me to a pig boy? <laughs> so um, while they're there... The huntsmen of Anuvin, who are like powerful, like hunting warriors who get stronger every time you kill one of them, they go on the attack. Is that what's going on? Yes. Okay. Because they're on the run. Because they, they come after them because something's wrong. The, I was about the huntsmen. Like, I didn't really get the deal with the huntsmen or anything. Yeah. Like that. Like, yeah, basically. Like the whole thing was just kind yeah, of. Yeah, they're like enchanted warriors. Right. Word gets back to um, the, the gang that the cauldron isn't there. Mm-hmm. So they escape into like a little like burrow where they meet Gwistle, who is like a. Gwistle. who is kind of like a a whiny fairy who like literally cut, literally <laughs> yeah. yes he's not he's not a cuck um who like uh tells them basically that he knows that the cauldron was taken into the marshes of morva by yeah. these witches he's really shrewd he's only pretending to be that whiny and to, he, he does it basically to get rid of them yeah and he gives them like some magic powder to cover their footsteps together with the huntsman i believe it said later on that apparently like it's like oh he's like this great like dude or whatever and it's like if he came across as a whiny cuck uh yeah. it's like he only <laughs> wanted you to think he's a whiny yeah cuck. that's just like that's his character yeah so um and then like leaving there they get attacked by huntsmen and shit uh elodir i think like bails on them yeah, yeah. He just straight up. He's like, he's like, peace out, and he like leaves and whatever. Everyone's pissed at them. Yeah, he's and, like, I'm gonna find him by myself, pig boy. And then, uh, and then the uh, second bard dude essentially gets killed and shit. Yeah, um, uh, Adon has had some visions, uh-huh. and like, uh, he even asks Taryn, it's like, do you want to go after fucking asshole McGee, um, uh, Prince uh, Eladir? Uh-huh. And Taryn's like, I guess I do, because also Ilunwi and Gurgi joined them on the mission partway through. Yeah, they just showed up. They just showed up, which is great, which is rad. And um, Taryn's like, I think we should go after him because mm-hmm. partly Taryn wants the glory of getting the cauldron mm-hmm. and partly he is have some concern for Eladir. Yeah. And so they go after mm-hmm. it. And when the huntsmen catch up to them, uh, Adon sacrifices himself to save Taryn. Mm-hmm. He yeah. gets stabbed by a huntsman. He gets stabbed and shit and he gives a, he gives away his magical brooch. Yes. That was given to him by his love. Yes. And um, and, and also, again, clearly this is like a continuation where the last book um, they begin with a. Uh, Terran kind of like wanting to be like this great knight and sword fighter and such. And mm-hmm. basically he goes on an adventure and kind of matures ironically into a kind of like a great warrior, a level, by not a, a level headed man enough by actually being like a level headed, like solid leader essentially, yeah. um, which ultimately is becoming a great warrior. Cause he's actually a great warrior by being like a level headed leader. Yeah. Um, and, and the wonderful foil of Prince Eladir being like this guy that yeah. Terran's trying to be a smart, wise leader, but this dick keeps on pressing his buttons being like, whatever you, you honorless pig boy, I'm going to get the cauldron by myself. Yeah. And, like every other scene, Taryn's like, <sighs> "Okay, we're gonna figure this." But out. in his head, he's like, "I'm gonna beat the like, fucking, fucking shit kill out of this dude!" I swear to fucking but Christ. Not to get too far ahead of that, because Go there's a, there's a really great like yeah no th- comparing like the two and everything. It's really interesting, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, like after that, they get to go to the marshes. They meet the three witches. Do you remember yes. the names off the top of your head? Ordu, Orwen, and Orgoth. Yeah, um, a really interesting kind of thing. There is a great thing in mythology about like a triad of witches and everything yes. who weave the ta- um, the tapestry of fate. Yeah, all that shit. They're yeah. hags by day, beautiful beautiful maidens by night. Yeah, they're they're uh, like ageless essentially. Um, they're also like not even like 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 the each of them aren't. That's not their actual name. They just 
play as each other or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they just, like, transfer each other's bodies or so, whatever. So it's crazy and shit. Um, it's pretty cool. Long story short, they kind of, like, threaten the main party or whatever, and then, like, ultimately just kind of, like, say that, well, we have the culture and we have to trade it to you for something. Wait, Daniel, what was... Tell me if you remember this. <laughs> okay. Um, There is a movie, a fantasy movie, uh-huh. where they encounter the three witches, and they only have one eyeball between them. And the hero steals the eyeball. Oh, that's uh, Jason and the Argonauts, I believe. Is that Jason and the Argonauts? Yeah, well, there, I thought it might be Clash of, the, Clash of the Titans. Oh, it's either Clash of the Titans or Jason and the Argonauts, actually. It's I'm one or the sure. other. I don't remember. But, but yeah, they don't even have like an eyeball. It's actually like a crystal eyeball, yeah. essentially. They hold to their foreheads. I forget. I, I believe. I want to say that's Jason and the Argonauts, but it, it could be. be. It could be Clash of the Titans. I'm really not sure. Man, Harryhausen. Anyway, go on. They're like the same movie. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, who cares? That's it. Hey, they're cool. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but that's it uh like kind of like to go to go there briefly and everything like that they each of them try to like kind of trade uh they want to they're supposed to like trade something of equal value and the only thing that they eventually have after kind of going through this immense list of like here's what about this you fuckers yeah um is that uh, uh a Terran gives away like the brooch and everything like that it was all magical yeah. and shit uh only for the witches to surprise them because they wanted to basically just get the cauldron and destroy it and they try and do that, but uh, but like they're like, hey, you fucking dicks, you can't destroy it. The only way to destroy it is if one of you or somebody, anybody actually, yes. um, enters the cauldron of their own free will and Knowing basically what's gonna happen. sacrifices themselves. Like they're going to die. Yes. So, uh, what happens after that? Well, they um they decide that they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, because it's too happens, big yeah. a price. Go on. They, I'm sorry. Uh, they because I was thinking like I was thinking about the next thing. So basically, and like when they're trying when they're essentially like dragging like this huge cauldron, essentially yeah, this big fucking burden. They want to take it to call uh Dol- Dolben. Care Dolben. Care Dolben, right? Yeah, they're taking it to call Care Dolben. They get it like stuck in like a river and shit. And then who shows up? But Mister Eladir. Prince Eladir. Eladir shows up and he's super shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's filthier he's dirtier and they're like what the fuck man you bailed on us were you you bailed on us adon's dead and, and his reaction is like well fuck you yeah sorry <laughs> uh, like i i want like i want like a reading like a dramatization of this where like uh where jason manzoukas plays prince eladir <laughs> yes it's just everything like he says screech. is like hey fuck you doesn't matter uh, you're all shit no i like i it. feed on your hatred uh not to not to get too much in like the fine details of what we're going on, but like he makes some like crazy demands saying it's like, yeah, I'll help you, but I'm going to take all the credit. And they're like, fuck you. What the hell, man? Really? And he kind of responds by like knocking them all, knocking them all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, well, they, he, they take the deal. Yeah. They take, they take the deal. Taryn, especially like Taryn gave up this magical brooch that was so amazing. It would have changed his life. Yeah. And then like Prince Elder is like, I'm not going to fucking like help you out unless you give me all the credit, bro. Yeah, and and like Taryn's like fine, but yeah, no. Uh, to, to go it along, it's like it. He knocks out Taryn at least, and basically just like takes the cauldron by himself. Yeah, once they finally get it out of the river, yeah, like um, like he goes, he yeah, Eldrick goes full Boromir, and he's like, wait a minute, I should be the one who takes the cauldron. Yeah, and like, and also again, because the other ones are just being like, no, this is a team effort, and he's and he's like, what? Fuck you. Fuck but basically he does that and what steals their horses and uh and ba- and then like down the line essentially like uh the 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 main party essentially meet up with uh who's he morgan what's his title king mordant of more of madog morgant even though uh in the audiobook i don't remember him ever pronouncing the t in morgan could be it was just like morgan mm-hmm. um but like king morgan shows up he's like he's, a shrewd king and, a, and an old uh, ally of gwydion yeah he was like involved in like the party in the beginning and everything mm-hmm. uh but he shows up and he's like hey what's up i captured eladir hey, who dudes. had like the cauldron and shit 
And then he turns all Boromir. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes like, so by the way. This book is double Boromir's? This, this has three Boromir's. Triple Boromir's? Uh, well, because the thing is, here's my thought process about going through this one. And again, like, this is very nitpicky because they're all based on the same mythologies. Yes. I, don't, I haven't, I, I'm sure like the character of Boromir in Lord of the, the Rings, Mab- which a lot of people know. Mabinagian. Mabinagian? Something like that. Uh uh it like they all they're drawing from these stories and whatnot so like the boromir character is probably just like a like the character who's in all these stories and whatnot so uh-huh. like you know there's a sure. bunch of them plus like I mean, it's, it's just it's a human story plus when you know in like a like a like a uh you know european based fairy like medieval fairy tale and whatnot when there's a character who betrays the other because there's a relic of immense power that like they basically want to they use basically for themselves. act like white guys it's like the it's like no that's the boromir thing so yeah. like so essentially, yeah. So that's what I mean. I'm being lazy by just saying that's a mm-hmm. Boromir or whatever. But like, sure. dude who died in the beginning and whatnot, I was like, ah, the Boromir scene. And then <laughs> when Eladir does the Boromir thing, I'm like, oh, he's Boromir. And then the king also double cross. And I was like, oh, he's also Boromir. Double so, Boromir. Triple. Uh, but that's, Wait, what me- was the first that's one? me being lazy. Oh, the first guy who just died. I was thinking like, well, that's the Boromir scene. First guy who just died? Yeah. Uh, a- Adon? Adon? Adon, yeah. He had nothing. What? No, but he was the hero who dies and everyone's like really sad and everything like that. Sure. That's the that's also the Boromir. Okay. I don't know. That's fine. Again, like that's also how my mind works. Pulp where fiction, how much, Boromir. How much I'm just like kind of connecting this to like the things in there. Yeah, fair Which enough. is very, again, if you're very familiar with Lord of the Rings, like the books, the movies, whatever. Yeah, Sean Bond. It's gonna, your mind's gonna be there. Anyway. Sean Bond or Scene Bean. Uh, so basically Morgan's like, well, no, I wanna use the black culture for my own goods and basically surpass, uh, uh Gwydion. Gwydion. No, not Gwydion. Um, uh, Aran. The, oh, yeah. The, the, the evil king and shit. I wanna surpass him because I'm gonna, like, do that shit, but right. I'll make my own undead army if the black cauldron, cause fi- the black croaking, cause why the fuck not? Yeah. And then, uh... Croaking? Oh yeah, it, explain, it, explain the, that the witches the witches kind of just like call it by a different name, um, which is like it's what its true name, which is probably like actually Welsh. So it's not called the Black Cauldron; it's called the, it's 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 uh, called the Black like Kraken, 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 or something like that. So yeah, sure. I mean, but it's cauldron. Whatever. We ain't Welsh. We ain't Welsh. Daniel's uh, Austrian, German, English, and yeah, and, and Mexican. Mexican. Yeah, thank you. Um, wait, what'd you call me? I said Mexican. Wait, no, what are the three races you gave Austrian, me? German, English. I'm not German. Just Austrian? Yeah, just Austrian. What's your part, part German? No, Austrian. Well, all right then. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so moving on. Um, God, how does how is that whole thing like kind of foiled? Doesn't like Gwydion show up? No, no, Dolly uh, shows up. Dolly shows up. Dolly, Dolly. I'm sorry, we didn't have mentioned Dolly yet. So yes. Dolly, the grumpy dwarf from the uh, first book. Sure. Uh, he kind of uh, what, what? Fuck! What's the fucking name of the dwarf from Lord of the Rings? Oh, um. Oh God! All these names are Legolas and Gimli. Gimli. He, he's basically that, Gimli can turn invisible, but he's the he's the invisible thing, and I'm not going to point out that the invisible thing is also little things. But whatever. Anyway, oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, so he shows up and he's like, "What's up, bitches? I'm not dead." <laughs> uh, and he basically lets out everybody, and all the people are being like, "Fucking get that asshole!" Yeah, <laughs> and, and and like an Eladir in a moment who's tied up with them, being like, "I'm so sorry." Yes. I mean, I I'm I'm an asshole. But I really meant to take it and destroy it. I was not going to take the croaking and try to become a king. Yeah, that uh, and a really cool thing. He's he admits that he's like, yeah, no, I did a dick thing, but I was just being selfish. I wasn't yeah. being evil. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm not yeah. evil. Yeah, um, and, Which I lo- like wonderful human writing. And the uh, the whole thing is 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 turned because Eladir uh throws himself into the cauldron yeah. fucking beast mode himself. fucking just smashes his way through everyone uh, he goes full um uh what's his name 
<laughs> yeah, damn it. What's Mar- his name? Marshawn Lynch. In all of fiction? Okay. I almost said Convention Day Wallace, who is the little girl from Beasts of No Nation. Or is it? No. I, I mean, to be fair, if that was her name. Beasts of Southern Wild. No, it's Marshawn Lynch. Beast okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if that was a reference, I'm like, I don't know. You could have used that one, too. Sure. A lot of sports references. I mean, she fucking said I don't know. Convention Day Wallace could have done it. Not for me. I don't know. I don't know. She was Annie. I don't know these people. Anyway, so that happens. Um, uh, And basically, like, so the cauldron is destroyed and shit. Uh, Morgan, aka Morant, mm-hmm. uh, is defeated. I forgot how. Uh, king Smoit, another a boisterous, loud king, who, um, an ally of a uh, of Prince Gwydion, yeah. shows up with his army and helps save the day. So yeah, it's which is another Lord of the Rings thing, where essentially like a different king shows up and kind of like wins the battle. Yeah, because like the battle isn't necessarily the important story. It's not thing. the point. It's just a thing that happens. Yes. Um. So like the main story we're following, we're caring about like what Terran's going through and shit. Mm-hmm. And Terran isn't going to win an army. No. Uh, so. Uh, so that, so he kind of comes in, uh, Morgan, what happens to Morgan? Does he die? I believe he dies. Okay. I don't remember if he dies or just gets captured. He doesn't show up again. Okay. Let's say he dies. I believe, I believe he gets killed by a Smoint's army. Okay. I believe. And basically like, you know, Terran over, Terran over here is all like, is like, everyone's like, Hey, good job, man. And he's like, no, honestly, it was Elodir. Yeah. I mean, he did, he, he kind of did some shitty things, but honestly, he's the he reason why he proved himself won. to be an honorable man. And they all get drunk. There's a bunch of Ewoks celebrate. Hell yeah! And uh, and then the story ends. And then everyone yeah. just goes back to Tal Care Dal- uh, Yeah, and Care Dathil. And Gergi is doing shit. Has his crunchies and munchies. Yeah. <clears throat> so Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Here's the thing. I we're think running quite long. We we're running kind of long. Um, let's take a break. Let's mm-hmm. do the game. Okay. When we come back. We'll talk about like how we felt about this. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it was very fun trying to remember this. this yeah. No. Hey, game. there was it was a real real team effort. It was. That's it. Let's go to break. Okay. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Listener readers. What's up, babies? To slow readers. I'm slow Gabe. I'm slow Daniel. What's up, Daniel? Just slow readers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a fast-paced lecture by everybody. How are you? Yeah, we're drunk. We're drunk. Fairly drunk. I had an entire cocktail. You have a bunch of shots, too. So, oh, that's right. I had, I had a shot. Uh, that's it. And a beer. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gabriel. Yep. I prepared a game for you. Sure, oh, Daniel. I prepared the sound effects. Fuck. I knew All I was forgetting right. something. Right. No, I'm having, I'm having that weird like anxiety. You know that so listeners, for some strange reason, I enjoy putting a glass at the very, very edge of a corner of a table. Mm. And Daniel's laptop looks from my angle very precariously perched on the table. Yeah, but this is balanced. I mean, look at this. I, see, I was thinking like my thing's balanced right here. It's perfect. I don't like it there now. I don't know. Well, I, yeah, yet. but I wasn't also having a problem with what you're doing. Well, no, I was just kill, dude. Prior, you God did. Damn it! You always used to stop me about how where my glass was. What's that? You you would in the past, back, especially back in old Top Gallon Studios, I do that, and you say, "Don't put your glass there." <laughs> well, I remember these to, things. To be fair, you're crazy. That's very fair. That said, game I time. have a game to talk about. Gabriel, I'm very excited. All right, because this is the game we like to call Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. <laughs> Yep, that's right. I cut that in. Great. Gabriel, uh-huh. I have a little gatekeeper to talk about. Because Fantastic. Not only is this a popular children's literature fantasy series, uh-huh. not only is this a beloved American fiction story. John. Not only is this a famous book that was turned into a movie that was not successful, but this is a Disney animated film. Not only is it a John, but it's a John. Not only is it a John, it's a John. Not only was uh, uh, Princess Eloine supposed to be like one of the uh, Disney princesses, but she wasn't because apparently Disney is fucking weird with this movie. Really, yeah, really. It it is this and Song of the South. It's like, come on, there's there's a reason Song of the South that they're kind of weird with. Yeah, I mean, 
the well, very good reason. Being very vague about like them being weird. They're being weird in other anyway. Yeah. They're being weird in other ways with sounds. Yeah. Anyway. Listen to you must remember this. Yeah. So, uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. I'm gonna play a game with you with Gatekeeper. Uh-huh. And this episode of Gatekeeper is called What Disney Animated Film Is This? Do you want to explain what Gatekeeper is? Yes. Gatekeeper is essentially I will give you ten hints. Okay. Uh, 10 hints, basically, each of them are, are basically referring to the item that basically I want you to guess what it is. Okay. So, like, let's say if I'm thinking about the color red, and I'd give you 10 hints, the answer, of course, ultimately being red. Yeah, gate number 10 will be the word red. Yes. That said, at the start, mm-hmm. you'll have 10 points. Yes. And basically, at every gate, essentially, you will lose a point to move on. Sure. The point is essentially to have any points. Okay. Because you want points. If you get If you guess wrong, if you guess and guess wrong, you lose a point as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guess right, of course, then you get the thing or whatnot. Sure. But like, essentially, the whole idea is that you're going to start with 10 points. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, keep track. Sure. Or maybe I'll keep track. I'll actually. hold my fingers up. I'll keep track, actually. Because you need to be thinking also remember okay. all these details. And also, Daniel, do are we playing with my addition that for five points, I can ask a yes or no question? Um, Sure. <laughs> and then if I, wait, how many points do I get if I get it right? None. N- none none i'm giving you none all right that's you cool. have 10 points based on the point is that any points okay or to have the ah. most amount of points look okay, out for fine. that microphone i bumped the mic <laughs> my hand okay go on that's it are you ready to play gatekeeper all right let's do it hit the theme music gabriel yes daniel gate 10 mm-hmm. gene siskel gave this movie two and a half stars uh he his review was quote to see any Disney animated film these days is to compare it with Disney classics released 30 to 40 years ago, judged against Pinocchio, for example. Blank, the, the movie, is lightweight, indeed. Its themes are forgettable. It's mostly an adventure story. Okay, so Gene Siskel died um, in the, gosh, mid-late 90s. Something like that, yeah. So, okay. Um, that would have been... Boy, I think that was before something. It, it was after the Renaissance, but before, like, Brother Bear. I don't know if he made it into the Pixar era. I don't think he did. Daniel, can I ask a question that's not that I... I just to clarify, that's not... I mean, I mean I as, as a question, I'll tell you if I'll answer it. How about that? It's not Black Cauldron, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll tell you that. I was I was worried you were going to trick me. You know, t- at this point, I realized it would be the ultimate mind game to yeah. be like, the answer is Black Cauldron, but you're going to be like, it's not Black Cauldron, It would have right? been it's such a mi- It been a complete be mind crazy. Fuck. You're at like one point, you're like, it's it's not Black Cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> That'd have been great. But no, yeah. it's not. All right. Another good addition to this game is that one of them could be a lie. Anyway, go on. That'd be fun. Anyway, Gabriel, yes. you want to move on to the next game? Yeah, I, I have some guesses, but I don't want to gamble just yet. <laughs> so you're down to nine. <laughs> Gabriel. Yeah. Gate nine. The animated Disney feature film that came out previous to this film mm-hmm. was Robin Hood. Okay. The film that came out after was Fox and the Hound. Okay. Uh, uh, coincidentally, there was another uh, Disney movie. It was like a Winnie the Pooh movie that technically came out between this movie and uh, Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. But like, it was a double bill feature film or something it was so it wasn't like a feature film it was like it was like a, a package deal all right so it was um after robin hood after robin hood before fox and the hound okay interesting gatekeeper um i i, I gosh <laughs> and these are all the original these are all theatrical releases i'm guessing yeah this, this is a this is a 
theatrical fe- feature. So it's not like the Three film. Caballeros. Or yeah, something. it's not like that or that Winnie the Pooh movie. For okay, and it's yeah. not like 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 uh, Ichabod Crane and Toad. Yeah. And Gene and Gene Siskel thought it was mediocre. Okay, Gabriel, do you well, want to guess or do you want to move on? No, let me let me think out loud for another minute. Um, okay. so it's uh, we looked this up last week. Um, uh, um, Robin Hood was like seventy three or something. So we're in the seventies. Saw a big release before Fox and the Hound. All right, um, I don't, I don't know. Gonna move on. Go, let's move on. Get go. We're gonna go to <sighs> gate number eight. Gate eight. Gate eight. All right, you ready? Sure. Also, I want to say that I actually I'm starting to instead of making them like more and more obvious, they're just gonna be ten hints. Sure, that's like, fine. So basically, yeah, like because uh, also I was spending a lot of brain muscles doing the other thing. That's fine. Gate eight. Yeah. The project started over a decade before its release, when Walt Disney himself shelved it due to the movie's political overtones. It's not Song of the South. Maybe it's not the South. No. Hmm. No. No, Gene Siskel would not have been like, this isn't as good as Pinocchio. <laughs> not Song of the South. That'd be wild. Oh, you were Song of the South. Daniel, I'm gonna guess it's Song of the South. Are you, that's gonna be five points. You have eight no, points. No, right what? Now. I lose one point. That wasn't the answer or no question. But no, I'm saying if you guess. Yeah, I only lose I, one I'm, point. I'm basically making the point, and it's like, oh, no, that, that's right. You only lose one point. Yes. It's like the yes or no question. That was five points. Yeah. Whatever, I'm drunk. Sure. All right, eight points. Are you sure you wanna guess? Yes. Is it Song of the South? Yes. Gabriel? Uh huh. It is not. Okay, good. Now it's a little bit. So you're down to seven points. I have seven points. And okay, you're okay. automatically moving on to the next one. So that's another point. So you're okay, down, to, you're down okay. to six points. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's fine. it. That's fine. You're cool. Still cool. You still have points. Yeah. Uh, gate seven. To heaven. I know you were. I was waiting for it. I love that song. It's a good song. Came out the same year as Star Wars and even outgrossed Star Wars in certain countries. Oh, that doesn't really help me at all. I already knew that. Robin Hood was in the early seventies. That is a nothing for me. Well, on the next gate. Do you know what? Do you know what year that was? I think it was like seventy three. Well, no, I'm not, no, oh, no, after Star Wars, that was seventy seven. So it'd have been seventy eight. Oh. Came out the same year as Star Wars. Oh, it'd have been seventy seven then. Oh man, what were the big Fox and the Hound? It wouldn't have been a fairy tale because they didn't do many fairy tales in that time. Because they were deep in their furry era. Oh, you know, maybe... Um... I'm gonna make one more. I'll make another stab. Okay. Daniel, is it the Aristocats? Is the Aristocrats? Is that what you're gonna guess? Yes. Gabriel? It is not the Aristocrats. Okay, okay, that's fine. So you're down to five points. I have five points. Five points, and you're automatically moving on to the next gate. Okay. Uh, so you're down to four points. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. That's fine. Still, we're on gate six. Okay. Gabriel, gate six. I like to play. I like to play aggressively. This is, ex, this is this is XCOM. This is how you're supposed to do. This, this is how you're supposed this, to play XCOM. This is how you're supposed to be doing. This is how you're playing. All right, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie cost seven point five million dollars. Mm-hmm. It grossed one hundred sixty nine million. That's not helpful at all. Uh, the only Disney film considered a major success in the dark years between The Jungle Book and The Little Mermaid. Well, at least I know it's not The Jungle Book. Um. Also, if you want me to like kind of go through any of like the previous tips and whatnot, I remember most of them. Okay. Oh man, seventy-seven. Not the Jungle Book. Oh man. I 
feel like if I wasn't drunk. All right, let's move on to the next game. Okay. Yeah. yeah, three points right now, but okay. we're moving on mm-hmm. to game number five. All right, all right. See, the, the we, ne- we gotta, see now I'm excited because I'm playing aggressively. Let's yeah, do it. Let's you're do playing it. aggressively. Also, let's, let's also, fucking go. Also, we got something. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Here's the next one. Mm-hmm. And I was I was nervous about this one because I feel like you're either going to like be like, oh, that's what it is, or you're going to be like, this doesn't help at all. Okay. So it's going to be one or the other. Sure. This, this movie was directed by Wolfgang Reitherman, John Lounsbury, and Art Stevens. And also, Flubble Magoobble, <laughs> and directed by um, Wallface McPlanelface. To be fair, this this pairs really ne- well with the next game. <laughs> All right. But, like, I was wondering, uh, like, I don't know if, like, because the same thing with, like, the actors, where I was going to be like, if I name them, I feel like you might know who, they- like, to me, not going to go there, I'm sorry. That's going to be too much of a hint. All right, Daniel, I'm going to... Move on to gate number two. No, I'm going to gamble. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. Okay. Okay. I don't have any more yes or no's. Daniel, is it The Rescuers? Is the rescuers? Is that where you're gonna guess? Yes. Gabriel. Mm-hmm. It is the rescuers. Yes. Nice. You I, have three points. Hell yeah. Gabriel, that was some fairly intense fucking game. I know. Dude, I got real sweaty. I was thinking about it. I, I want to move on a little bit, especially after this next one, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Because also, what- to be fair, once you mentioned I might know the actors, then I'm like, oh, in the '70s, I'd only know one production where the actors were famous, and it was Bob Newhart and Jaja Gabor as Bernard and yeah, okay. Um, what's her name? Sasha. But, what? Mrs. Bianca. Bianca? I don't know. Bernard and Bianca? No idea. To be honest, I also don't really know The Rescuers, the first one. Oh, it's a fucking charmer. It's Uh, adorable. Here's the the crazy... I liked uh, Rescuers Down Under, of course. Yeah, that's Um, the one we all grew up with. But here's... Moving on, the next one was the last film to feature... uh, last film to include all of Disney's Nine Old Men. Oh, wow. Uh, John Lounsbury, one of the credit directors I just mentioned, uh, was one of the... uh, Died during production. Oh, that's... So, like... And, like, basically... I think they're all dead at this point, essentially. But, like, yeah, no. This Mm -hmm. is the last one to involve all of them. Then at uh, Gate 3 was uh, many years after the film's release, a sequel is produced, making this the first animated Disney film to have a sequel. Yeah, I would have gone that, if nothing else. That was gonna, that was a big one. I was thinking mm-hmm. that was either going to be like, it was either going to be like right there and you couldn't yeah. get it, 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 as obvious as it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, last two ones based on the novels by Marguerite Sharp. The first book came out in 1959. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one, in 1999, the VHS was recalled because of two frames of film that contained splice frames of pornography, <laughs> which is also another really big Famous. thing for, if you know your... You know, now, did, you, did you not include the actors because you knew I'd know it? Uh, no, because I had too many. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. I think that would have been like towards the bottom because I'm like, yeah. I don't know who these people are, but I feel Gabriel now. Yeah, that's my Disney trivia. Like Bob Newhart and Josh Gabor, bro. Yeah. Also, um, I didn't. I know that the uh, the bird in um, uh, Rescuers Down Under is played by John Candy. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, I guess I did know that. Yeah. There, well, there's two goofy birds. There was Orville and then, which is, I think, in the Rescuers and then the next one. I forgot what his name, but it was the Wilbur. Other, it was the, yeah, Wilbur. Thank you. The other right brother. Um, but uh, but yeah, thanks, that, that Animal Crossing. Candy. And then there was another big golden eagle in that one. Anyway, there. yeah, the big fucking eagle that the fucking Gabriel. Yeah, you won gatekeeper. It always feels like a big victory to win this game. It really <laughs> yeah. does. It's it's a challenge. It's it's a it's a fucking struggle, man. Yeah. So yeah, but Gabriel, uh-huh. very good job. Yeah, you did it. You won. You had three. Mm-hmm. You had three points in a very tough game. Yeah. Nobody remembers the uh, rescuers. Which also was was like the the one big success in two decades of like kind of like mediocre success. That I Disney wonder had. why that is because it, it's it's a fucking charmer. I yeah like I think it's just a case where like everyone remembers the sequel more because like, the kids that time cared more. I think it might have been that that um that transition between VHS being popular mm-hmm. and the VHS of Rescuers two just made more sense than the original one. Sure. It, it, yeah, it was like cuter. 
Yeah. I remember. I, I remember, like, original... I remember, like, growing up on The Rescuers Down Under, I remember, whenever I tried to watch The Rescuers, it would always mm-hmm. seem, like, dark and scary. And I think, like, kids our age, like, we think... We we know Five Goes West better than we know an American tale, but still everyone knows the song. What's the song? Somewhere Out There? Somewhere. Somewhere out there, out there beneath that... the pale moonlight. Is that from the original Five... Four... four? Yeah, four, 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 five. It's from the original American Tale. <laughs> okay, I didn't actually. I've never seen that. Yeah. I barely remember and Community. Uh, I barely remember. Uh, 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 yeah, American Tale goes west. Um, that's it. Gabriel, good job. Yeah, I win. Uh, that said, we're gonna go to break. Cool. When we come back. We're gonna talk about the movie, final Tight. thoughts, and all the other shit. Got a break. Boom. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Dear listener, readers. We're still slow readers. We're still slow. I'm still a reader. We're still slow. I'm still Gabe. I'm still slow. Oh, I'm Daniel. This Hello, is, Daniel. This is a show where we're talking about books. Gabriel. Yes, sir. So, we're a little mm-hmm. drunk. Yeah. But we have uh, Black Cauldron to talk about. Uh-huh. Gabriel? So, uh, yeah. So, uh, it took us about 40 fucking minutes to go through Just the, entire, story. the entire plot. But I think it's because it's a great plot. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, no, it's a, it's a great... It is a really good story. And uh, well, I'm sorry. Well, if, 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 I, if I can start, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um. So, Daniel... I told you were underwhelmed by a book of three, but you enjoyed it. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, so, I enjoyed it enough. And I, I told you that um, uh, Black Cauldron starts running and doesn't stop running. Mm-hmm. Did um, did that come true for you or no? Yeah, it did for the most part. Uh, it it did. Yeah, no, it. it I mean, basically, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, the thing I like the most about these like these particular books are the the characters themselves. Yeah, his character writing is wonderful. Yeah, they're they're kind of wonderful. Like, I can read pages and pages of them arguing. Yeah, and then and and even better, there are times where the plot decides to make a turn, mm-hmm. and because a character opposed to it agrees to it, like for example, Taryn makes another hard choice, and the whole time Ilenomi has been like, "You're being a dumb asshole." And the first time she's like, okay, maybe you're not being that dumb an asshole. We should do it. Mm-hmm. Because this character has agreed with it, I am now more on board and I question it less because of the character interactions. Yeah. No, the the character the character stuff is clearly like the the, the best stuff. It's it, the was the same, it was the same thing with like the last one as well. And in this one, it just has that, that it has more of like a confident feel to it. Like the mm-hmm. first one, I, I as I said before, um, you know, you told me, hey, I like the Chronicles of Bredain and I picked the Chronicles of Bredain. I was expecting something like really cool and different out of it, and it just began with like some old man explaining the world to two people. Yeah, and I was kind of like, like, eh, whatever. And like, if you ask me, what's the plot of Book of Three? I'm like, I don't know. A fucking kid gets a sword and runs, and then he meets a guy and then he stops. It's the most basic thing, and, that, and honestly, I do enjoy about this where they are the most like basic, like like the plots mm-hmm. themselves are very simple. It's essentially like in this the uh, adv- the you know the adventurers they they mm-hmm. go looking for the black cauldron which is like this weapon that is used by this evil lord and to whatnot. create undead on un- immortal warriors yeah and like and it's like they're fi- they're finding it and they need to figure out how to destroy it simple as that yeah like it is basically they go from one thing to another because yeah. they're just looking for this it, it's just a tighter plot to begin with and the character writing is better especially because a character foil to Taryn is just as compelling as Taryn and that's an Illidir. Yeah, and uh interestingly enough, I think all a lot a lot this entire book series is kind of about just like Taryn like becoming like a man. Yeah, and there's always and I, I was just thinking about this. I was like like was walking down the street and I was thinking about day. it. Yeah, exactly. And um <laughs> I, I realize that every book in this series, you meet a new character where you're like, oh, I fucking love that dude. Yeah. And um, uh, in not to spoil anything for next week, in book three, The Castle of Lear, 
you meet another foil for Terran, who's mm-hmm. just another character you just absolutely love. And he's the he's the complete opposite of Eladir, who again is just such a phenomenal character. Uh, great, yeah, no, very really good character too. I like Eladir as well. Mm-hmm. He's a cool dude. Yeah, like um, <laughs> I meant that become like a little more like like no, he's a great guy. Now I'm just like yeah, cool bro, man. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I remember this one, this this book in the series very well from being just like. I, I I just said I just I just said it flippantly as a joke. I don't remember the plot of Book of Three, and I just read it. He's he's a kid. He goes on a journey to find a pig. That's I he mean, finds a sword. Whatever. I, I, the climax happens in a field after some guys chase some guys. Uh, yeah, a lot of the yeah no. I mean like the the nice like I was say like the, it's also just nice and simple. Like uh, the pig, a magical pig goes missing, and like the kid just needs to yeah. find it because it's but one responsibility. I, I feel like the climax meanders, whereas in this one, it, it it's always building. It yeah. like it it almost follows traditional hero tale storytelling much tighter. Mm-hmm. That like in, not in the bad way. It feels plotted like an American movie, like an American movie sequel mm-hmm. that I find very very engrossing. Yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely like a more like again, like just it's just more. It, he, I feel it's like just he's, more. He's not establishing the world as much as he's just like able. It's Spider Man like, too. Play around with it a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and I'm curious about like where the other ones are because like, I like the other thing is that like I, like in the next one they're not like looking for the magical relic. I, I understand for the next one. I'm really yeah. curious about the next one because the next one apparently is about uh, Princess Eloin. Uh, Ilanui. Ilanui. Keep putting like the end in the wrong place. I keep on saying the emphasis. Ilanui. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Princess Ilanui basically gets like called back to her home and whatnot, and they mm-hmm. kind of like hang out with her at her castle at, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that sounds cool because like you know it'd be nice. I'm looking forward to the story that doesn't really remind me as much of like Lord of the Rings stuff as much. Oh, you know, Castle yeah. of Lear and Terran Wanderer are very much the digressions. Yeah, and, and that sounds great. And it's great. It really, it's it's what surprised me so much when you told me last week that Terran Wanderer wasn't even planned. Yeah, it was something that like someone was like, "Hey, can you like put a book? Can you flush this shit out a little bit?" And and, and Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, and then Alexander <laughs> Pierce, Christopher Lloyd Alexander... writes one of my favorite books of all time. By the way, was uh Re- Robert Redford in uh in? Well, uh, Alexander in, Pierce in was. Cap- yeah, Alexander Pierce. I'm sorry, That's he hilarious. was yeah Robert Redford in, in Captain America: Winter Soldier, not Civil War. I'm sorry. Yeah, Doc Brown played um uh <sighs> good old fashioned yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Robert Redford. <laughs> I get it. Gotcha. I I'm getting the names mixed yeah. up. Whatever. No, I, I I I was very like, I love the fact that it separates itself because these are character stories. They just dwell in a different direction. Yeah. No. The the character stuff is like the best stuff. Like, uh, it, it's kind of fun because like in the same way like Hitchhiker. Speaking of which, we almost did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, that would have been another interesting five book series to do. And that's like another thing where like there's like a plot, but it's very simple. Like the mm-hmm. fun stuff is just the character shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like that's why these are really fun, and, and that's why I'm, I'm again I'm, I'm amazed that like hap- again, yeah. amazed and um, it should have been obvious that he's an American. Yeah, no, he's American. He's fucking American. This is a good fucking rare. That's he why. has fucking places to be. Yeah. He has shit to do. He's got shit to do, man. He's got Listen, mouths to feed. He's got to fucking go down the uh, the Philly highway. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Philly highway. Anyway, seventy six, four seventy six. But anyway, um, going a bit long, Gabriel. Okay. Uh, Tell me, like, uh, yeah, this is like the second time you've read that, maybe more, third, fourth. Okay, so you've read it plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. What's it like reading it now? Oh, I, uh, I enjoyed it so much more this time. I remember feeling like reading this when I was in like a preteen, 
multiple times. I remember feeling nothing but anger and resentment at Eladir, being like, <laughs> come on, man, why are you being such a jerk? <laughs> and now that I'm a grown-ass man, I'm 32, and I've studied story structure for the last how many decade, and now I'm like, this. the construction of this story is elevated so far because of just the addition of Eladir. Yeah. One, he's an incredibly compelling character who, um, and the detail of how he's described to be a shithead is wonderful. It's, yeah. I missed it as a kid. I didn't realize as a kid that Prince Eladir is, he's fucking poor, that he has nothing. Yeah. That Taryn is legitimately better off than him because he had a loving family to grow up with. And just because he's an actual, because Eladir's an actual prince, it doesn't mean that he's happier or stronger or better. There's that metaphor of the black beast that I like so much. Yeah. And this is like, like you know, I, I can, much like, you know, your Parks and Rec or whatever, this is the season two where the first time the characters breathe and are themselves and I'm completely engrossed. That's a nice one. What about you, bro? Uh, uh, what are your final thoughts on reading or listening to this book? No, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's uh, Again, like, I don't like, I don't love it that much more than the first one as much because, mm. uh, like, I think, like, the first one kind of just kind of a thing where it's like you can feel it, it's that kind of annoying thing that you have with most kind of like fantasy stories that are planned out like this where it's like a lot of setup. Yeah. And like this one, it's just kind of like, well, here here's just like Action. here's like a more serious, dire, uh, like main like objective that they're going after. Yeah. Um, and with like, no time wasted. Yeah. And like we already know a lot of like the main characters and whatnot. So like when Dolly disappears for like most of the book and he pops up, you're just like, fuck yeah, Dolly's Dolly! back. Dolly! So like, yeah. Hornets in his ears. That's uh, good shit. Yeah. He comes, he's invisible for so long and he comes back insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, ever, uh, he, he does such, Al, um, Lloyd, I oh, Alexander Pierce. Alexander Pierce. Lloyd Alexander does, does such a Lord. good job of establishing like, like the cadences and the, the voices of each character. That um you would never confuse the way Island we talks with Gurgi, obviously. Or or Taryn or anything. Everyone's voice is so wonderfully established. Yes. It's something that didn't occur to me as a kid. I just thought this is how good writing's supposed to be. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is how you write voice and character. Yeah, it, it's this real fun thing about um like it's so simple what he does, but he does it very well and you just it it he does it kind of seamlessly, you know. Yeah. The, be- the best kind of writers can do can make something incredibly complex just seem so simple and easy. I mean, that's just what they do, you know? You believe- uh, that said, that said, what we do need to talk about, though, Why? is a little thing called the Black Cauldron movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that already. Sure. We're, we're supposed to be talking about this. Gabriel, just real quick, um, because we actually watched this. We did. Uh, with our roommate. Um, our and roommate. Our roommate. And our neighbor? I'm ru- a neighbor. The other roommate. The yeah, third one. The ghost. The one I, I only... I Ibrahim. See. Ibrahim. Ibrahim's here. He's somewhere. Uh, but no, we watched the movie, the 1995 movie on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, the the infamous failure, the yes. one that Disney likes to pretend didn't happen mm-hmm. because it failed so hard. Uh, and Disney is really resentful towards its films that do not do well. Yeah, they're like U2. Yeah, they're like U2. Like mm-hmm. they, they, except like if U2 like really pretended like the, the bad that albums Zuropa didn't happen. That didn't happen. Yeah. But- um, Not Zuropa, sorry. I'm uh, Rattle and Hum. Rattle and Hum, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good experience. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, so long story short. So 
Black Cauldron for the movie, and I recommend people watch it. Did you like it? I wouldn't really discuss it too much. It's pretty slow. It actually reminds <laughs> me a lot of the um, the parts. The parts that I didn't like in Book of Three yeah. are kind of echoed in this, where uh, Dolbin is boring. <laughs> yeah, he's like some random old fuck. He's, well, he's, he's basically Cole and Dolbin combined. He's It's as if, like, again, to kind of draw like the Lord of the Rings thing, it's as if he's like, here's a Gandalf, and he's like, maybe I shouldn't just make him be like a a Gandalf maybe I'll just yeah. have, take away some of those things so he's just kind of like a real boring dinosaur so like, Gandalf when he's just talking about things he's like I'm the old wizard who's not gonna be in the rest of the story yeah <laughs> so like he just, whenever he's talking whatever it just basically doesn't go anywhere and the same thing with like the the movie in particular the movie in particular actually does some things really smart mm-hmm. a, a few things Henwin is really fun and I love and the clever. And like the the art, and also like the uh, Henwin does this thing in the movie specifically. It's really visually done well, where she puts her like little snout in like water mm-hmm. and everything. It's really adorable. And when she like foretells the future and such, yeah. it's really cool looking. And the Horn King isn't just like a dude in like an antler and helmet, mm-hmm. but like he's just like a he's more of like a like a like a shadowy sorcerer yeah. looking guy. You know? Yeah, he's like this ultimate incarnation of evil in the thing. Yeah. And, but that said, we still had like five minutes too much of Dolphin. <laughs> yeah. No, I I also went to the bathroom for a long time and I was just like, oh, I missed the witches? Shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's another thing. Well, I was going to say it's not like the witches came in and like that was fun. And it's like, I was thinking like, well, you were in the bathroom for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was taking care of a little business. What? Oh, I was shaving my pubes. I knew it. Okay. You're uh, not going to hear the guys in Overdue talk about that. In the middle of just, you're in the pause <laughs> yeah. in the middle of it by culture being like, I'm gonna yeah, go, full, I'm gonna full, go I, I full on lathered up and went for Good it. Good God. No, but, I'm a, I, I, so I saw this movie as a kid. Yes. As a big fan of um, Chronicles of Perdane. I think it's obviously post 1998. I found a copy at our local library. And I remember as a kid, it was so fucking boring. It did nothing for me as a kid. Yeah. And I, I, I the only thing I, I can honestly tell you, the only two things I remembered from the movie is one, Henwen's snout in the water. Uh-huh. And two, yes, Master want- has friends. Gurgi has no friends. Can I can I retell this for the Please listeners? Do. Okay. So basically in, in the book, as we said, um Elowen. Eladir. Eladir. Elowen. Now I'm mixing mm-hmm. up the Elowen. Uh, Eladen basically sac- sacrifices himself. Eladir sacrifices <laughs> himself at the at the end. He throws himself in the cauldron to destroy the cauldron and save the day. Yes. Like you know, the the character has been to a prove his all worth day. the for, uh, first. He he truly does a selfless act, right? Yeah. In the in the in the movie, kind of like a similar thing where uh, the the horned king is basically like putting like sending his zombie army out in the world to conquer everything in the name of evil. Terran's about to throw himself in, and Gurgi holds him back. And Gurgi goes, no, Gurgi will do it. Master has no friends. Wait, the master has friends. I can do the voice. Master has friends. Yes. Gurgi has none. And he reaches into his jacket and takes out his gun and blows his brains out in front of all the children. No, he throws himself into the thing. And like when that happens and we're watching, I went, oof. (laughs) Because like it's really fucking sad. It's so sad. And uh, and fortunately, not just, well, the end of Black Cauldron, the film. I think anyone, any of you adults out there watching, listening, you should watch it. It's, it's it's a curiosity. It it, it is a curiosity. And it's like 80 minutes. It's, it's, it's a solid watch as a kid, as an adult, you might have the patience for a different kid. I can't imagine it. But, um. But I didn't. No, uh, Gurgi is magically brought back by the end. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Uh, it happens, but you know it's going to happen anyway. 
Because it was too fucking sad. Disney, yeah, it was. It's like the saddest thing that, like, the, nothing, nothing of the Pixar heartbreakers matches Gurgi being like, "Well, I'm gonna kill myself because <laughs> I have no friends." It's like, no, you can live. You have friends, and I don't. I have. What none. a fucking passive aggressive act! And then he just kills. And then he kills himself. He fucking really kills fucking himself. Sad. But you know, you know what though? What really bugs me about the the movie, and you, and I think like uh, our, our neighbor point. I forgot who it was. But like essentially, the big climax is the cauldron sucking up all everything and er- and everything, and the Horn King comes in and he reaches for the boy Terran, and Terran gives him the slightest nudge of his foot, <laughs> he like kicks him a little bit, and the Horn King fl- goes like goes like no and flies in the cauldron. I'm like, that's what? <laughs> yeah, no, I compare. I it was me. I compared that to the uh, to the wonderful climax of Anastasia, where. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't seen it in a while, Anastasia is a great movie. It's a great time. No, it is not a Disney movie. And uh, the climax of the movie is a Rasputin, fucking Rasputin, and Hank Azaria the Bat are getting ready to, like, I don't know, throw Anastasia in a fucking cauldron or something. And the, 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 the moment that turns the tide is... John Cusack runs up and sucker punches Rasputin in the face. <laughs> and that's 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 how they win the day. Even even that's more active though. <laughs> Other than I mean, like Taron like like pushing him away like with his can, toesies. Like he basically just pushes he pushes Get him away. away. That's it. Like he reaches him and like, no. Stop. And then he pushes him away in the Horn King, <laughs> this fucking terrifying dude. Goes, yeah. Oh, no, how could you flies into the, the cauldron. I don't know why that even happens. So, um and then the movie ends. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they go home, and Fluterflam is remains ancient for whatever reason. He's a chubby guy in the in the thing. Also, Gerg, he's great. Gurgi, uh, how? Because again, we described this last time, where he's not he's not really uh, greatly physically described in the books. Yeah. Um, but in the and I saw bits of this movie beforehand, so I was like, oh, I remember which, which one was Gurgi. And then rewatching, I'm like, oh, that one's Gurgi. Yeah, he he's like this adorable shaggy dog with a mustache person. Yeah, <laughs> with like yeah. He's like kind of sm- he's like a small person with like a like a, a furry mustache. He's a great and an dog. almost Donald Duck voice. Donald Duck voice. Uh, I looked this up. Apparently, the really cool thing is that Andy Serkis apparently based a lot of his like Golem character in the Lord of the Rings movies off of the Gurgi character because like the voice sounds similar. Yeah. The the like the kind of like repetition of like the way he says things is very similar to how yeah. Andy. That's Serkis really does cool. I had no idea until you told me. It, it's really fucking interesting because like once you see, it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Um, and all the, uh, funnily enough, that's, uh, you know, I'm constantly same saying, ending. I'm, I'm saying the same thing with, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good uh-huh. point. Yeah. It's Andy Serkis falls into the thing and goes, blah, blah. but as much as I'm always saying it, like, like the Chronicle of Bane and like, yeah, and this is like the Golem character and that's the Boromir. And this, I'm like, well, this time Lord of the Rings is stealing from Pradane. Hey, 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 but that said, um, oh yeah, I love this book. And, um, Daniel, I'm also, what, let's go on our final segment. Yeah. 10 years from now. Someone, a stranger, stops you in the street and uh-huh. says, "Hey, you, have you read the Black Cauldron? What's the memory you're gonna hold from this time?" Oh, it's Gurkey just blowing out his brains in front of all those children. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. just like honestly, like it's honestly when you mention the movie, when you mention the book, that pops in my head from the movie. Sure, like it's really fucking hard. Um, hey, that's how I always told you how um Mr. Montgomery's Wonder Emporium ends. Yeah, no, you believe that at the end. His <laughs> He kills himself. Uh, but no, um, I, if it wasn't for that, like from specifically from the book, it would essentially be like when uh, Eladir uh, admits that, like when he when he has that really thing where he says, like, I won't lie, like I was doing it for selfish, but I wasn't out of evil, like that battle yeah. moment and everything like that. Gabriel, what's your haze? Remember what to us by our friends from the Whip Round Podcast. 
Um, yeah, um, uh, once again, as always, please listen to the Whip Around podcast for all your weird news needs. Our good friend Shawnee B. Horny and Dr. Phil, Dick Lover Supreme. Second place, Dick Lover Supreme. Just, yeah, second place. Sorry. I just wanted to say. Sorry, I mean, you're, you're saying that in front of the champion. Yeah, it's, it's, just the, it's just facts. But listen to them. They're a great time. They are not the Fox News show. Mm-hmm. Um, They're worse. <laughs> way deeper. Noma, it's pretty much that. Um, I remember Eladir so much. He's like a, a incredibly captivating character, mm-hmm. and it's it, it it shows just how much like growth that Lloyd Alexander had telling a story about that. What's the best way to show that Taron has grown, and also showing he hasn't grown? Have a character who is noble birth be a dickhead to him mm-hmm. endlessly where Taryn fluctuates between being a a a wise leader and giving into his anger because that's what being a fucking teenager is about yeah. you get a little bit older and you think you're wiser and then someone makes you fucking angry and i love this character he's one of my favorites in the whole series yeah and uh and uh, you know he's as much as he's been he gets frustrated with Eladir, he's also he's also very quick to forgive him yeah know? like relatively like that's yeah. what Taryn's a hero Anyway, uh, so that's what's up. This is when I take the book. That's, and that's throw it fucking me. shit. All right, I threw the book away. Yeah, you did. Metaphorically, it's hard. Uh, Gabriel, so yes, next Daniel. Want to continue per day? Let's fucking keep it rolling. Let's keep it going. I'm. I, I want to get into the. Uh, yeah, no, the 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 side gaffes. Uh, I'm really looking uh-huh. forward to the next two books. Um, so Castle of Lear, Liz. The Castle of Lear. Lear. The Castle of L L Y R. I think Liz is like a George R R Martin story. The Castle of Liz. Anyway, L by Nick Kroll. By Nick Kroll, guy. Yes, Gabriel. Uh huh. I'm sorry. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Gabriel, let's do some plug-in. Gabriel, sure. do some plug. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America Stories. It is a cultural heritage documentary podcast. I produced episode three, the talk we're supposed to have. It's about my life. It's uh, heavy as fuck. Every time like uh, I've appeared in multiple comedy shows at Arts Quest, I'm at home. Um, please follow Arts Quest at home and Steel Stacks. Um, they're a wonderful live comedy shows done online from your home. And every time I've included it as part of my bio, um, the host is often like, "Oof, that's dark." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is dark. It's my life, bro." So please check out both on um, uh, Self Evident. Um, it was featured in AV Club and San Francisco Public Radio. And um, check out on Arch Quest at home. I'm doing comedy shows there often enough, and I'm very, very pleased to be doing it. Fuck yeah. And follow me on Instagram at read.richards, read like reading a book. Mm-hmm. Daniel! Yes. Plug. Oh, that's right. P- pl- plug. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Topicon Radio, but I'm mainly active on the Instagram at Slow Readers. Tight. I don't know why I do that anymore, seriously. Like, my for some reason, my reach, like, two months ago started being absolutely lousy. Sure. So, like, like and now, like, I'll post something. I'll post the same thing as you, and I'll get, like, very few hits, like, right away, and you mm-hmm. get, like, actually, like, at least more than me. I don't know about that. So, like, no, yeah, no, totally. Like, for it used to not be that way, and it mm-hmm. was, it's starting to get, like, this other thing where I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going Daniel, here? I think you should campaign to get Laurel lux on our show <laughs> that'd be fun because honestly whenever i'm on twitter i notice most of the activity i see is that daniel liked laura lux really yes you know that's the worst thing that's not the only thing i like in fact <laughs> that's that's a small portion of the things i like i believe it um i like a lot of things it's a lot of jeff vandermeer stuff a lot sure. of like nature stuff lots of cat stuff yeah 
And then like, and then Laura Lux is the one that I, I managed to indulge. That is the one. That's the one I see the most. You know what? That's that awful Twitter thing where it's uh-huh. like it's they kind of like push some things more than others, I guess. Sure. And you no, know, I've always worried about this. This is why like I try not to follow certain people and whatnot. That's and, why like, on my professional Instagram, I don't follow any porn stars. Yeah, Laura Lux is not a porn star. Are are any like egregiously sexy women doing things? She's egregiously sexy, but she's funny and entertaining, and yeah. she raised kittens. Have you seen yeah. those kittens? No, I haven't. You haven't. You I haven't don't... seen those? You no. just see the other Laura Lux things? No. There was like a good season where she raised like foster kittens and everything like that. That's and, so like, nice. Lot lots of really awesome pictures of like growing kittens and everything like that with awesome like funny captions. Daniel, keep None on messaging her. Tell her be on our podcast. Keep on messaging Talk her. About books. I do not message her. Start messaging That's her. Tell weird. her we'll do any book she wants. Yeah, if she wants good. to do fucking um guns germs and steel we'll do it no i'm not because i'm not unlike apparently to your twitter fucking <laughs> aggregate i'm not a i'm not like an obsessive Laura lux fan according just, to my twitter you are i find her as as entertaining as the other people i follow sure does it does it Jeff all the Vandermeer joyce carl oates stuff Laura lux? No, no it does not no just it Laura does lux. not <sighs> all right that's hilarious so anyway uh mainly active on instagram at slow readers yep. you can also find my fiction anywhere you got your ebooks out there uh yeah, Shout out from the whatnot. Deep. Shout out from the Deep and a Cook in the Kingdom, which are yeah. available all there, plus in physical format on Amazon only. Totally. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Let's fucking get out of here. What a hoot. Really? See you guys next week for the Castle of Lear. Predain to continue. Yeah, it's hot. I'm out. Bye. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production. Executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com.